Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview, and today we're talking about She-Hulk, but I'm not alone. I am here with Josiah. Say hello, Josiah. Hello. And we're going to be talking about She-Hulk. Normally with these Disney Plus shows, uh, with the Marvel shows like this, we'll divide it up into sections, talk about the first half, the second half kind of thing. Uh, today we're just doing the whole entirety show of She-Hulk. Uh, we're going to do a spoiler-free section and then a spoiler section on season one of She-Hulk. We've seen the whole thing now. We just finished it. Uh, so spoiler-free, uh, Josiah, what is your thoughts on She-Hulk? Oh, man, what to say. (laughs) Of everything in the MCU, I would rank this at the bottom. (laughs) It was definitely not my cup of tea. Um, Just the the plot seemed to meander and be going nowhere. Just a bunch of random stuff. The humor didn't really hit for me. You know, breaking the fourth wall is just not my thing. And the meta humor... Just not really not my thing. Yeah, yeah. This is this is kind of unfortunate. It's <laughs> I think you know I, I think She Hulk. Uh, I've read some comics with She Hulk and stuff that I've liked, and so I think that this this character has the potential to have a good show, to have a fun show. Uh, you know, make it lighthearted, make it funny. You know, this this character has that potential, but this I don't think lives up to it. it yeah, it's very much sitcom-y style of show, uh, very meandering. The storyline doesn't really go anywhere and seemingly is going to have very little consequence to the future other than maybe a little blip here or there. It, it, yeah, it's very sitcom-y, which is like, like it, I, most sitcoms I am not a big fan of, and this kind of falls into that category of the sitcoms that I'm not a big fan of. That is, you know, it, it has its funny moments or whatever, but it's not super funny to me. Uh, and it's definitely pushing a lot of the, the woke and feminist type agendas harder in this show uh, than in almost any of the other, probably any of the other MCU shows or movies so far. And so, yeah, out of everything Marvel, this is pretty much bottom bottom barrel kind of kind of stuff unfortunately okay so that's our quick spoiler free thoughts here now we're going to get into the spoiler section of the episode where we're going to go into more depth we're going to spoil stuff so spoiler warning from here uh moving forward into the the series and so uh since this is more episodic since this is more just kind of sporadic and random little stories it'll probably be very uh, choppy and random, kind of whatever we're talking about, because there's not really a, a flow to the series in the same sense that that most of these series have had so far. So I mean, just starting with the the very first episode. The very first episode is it's it's kind of just a comparison or a, the, showing the, the differences between She-Hulk and Hulk. Uh, you know, so you got Hulk that comes in and he's like, "Hey, I have to I have to show you the ropes here because now suddenly you're a Hulk." By the way, the way she became a very a Hulk was very uh, rushed, I thought, you know, she, they like, they see a spaceship, they crash the car, and it's just like, some blood mixes, and she becomes a Hulk and runs off, and now she's a She-Hulk, and it's just, it felt so rushed. It was like, the spaceship just kind of seemed random at the moment, you know, yeah. it was like, okay, and she gets the blood in her, which, in the comics, it's a blood transfusion from him, so it is his blood that transforms her, you yeah. know, in the comics, but yeah, this, it was just kind of some... She got a cut on her arm and some kind of splashed in. Yeah, she was like immediately the Hulk and 
See, I almost don't, it's like I don't even necessarily mind that they changed it from a blood transfusion to that because maybe that yeah. makes more sense or more likely something to happen or something, you know. Yeah. So, okay. But then her changing just immediately and stuff. There's no time in between for anything and it's just, yeah. <laughs> and then that whole episode was just comparing the two and it yeah. was like, you know, Hulk went on this long journey of figuring it out and learning to live with it and she basically she just picked up everything immediately knew it yeah. right away and it was the you know anything you can do i can do better thing yeah and they just cranked that to 11 the yeah. whole episode was just nauseatingly that thing over and over you know yeah. everything he did she did better cut paste cut paste cut paste that was the whole episode yeah and you got you got you know, Bruce trying to be this, you know, kind of good, kind family member that's like, hey, I'm trying to help you in this. But then she's just kind of clowns on him because she's like, ah, no, I got it all figured out. I'm a woman. I, I got this, you know, kind of thing. And it's <laughs> it uh, it's annoying because it, it's obnoxiously pushing this kind of feminist, you know, objective and stuff. And that kind of thing hurts the character development of a character because... When, when If you start transforming into a beast or something, you know, you would have to get used to that. And that would be this big, traumatic, crazy thing. And if there's somebody that has done it before that can help you through it, like, that would be a good, helpful thing, right? You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's very annoying the and uh, kind of obnoxious the way they did it. Yeah. And they kind of made Hulk lamer, too. You know, like, like Hulk... You know, in the Avengers, he punches that giant alien spaceship and it falls down that's like a, a hundred times bigger than him, you know? And in this one, he gets run over by a car and stuff like that, where it's like, he, that shouldn't really face him, you know? Like, he is way more powerful than that, but then they kind of had cranked him down a little bit to make him seem more like a wussy, to make She-Hulk seem even cooler, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, okay. <laughs> So then, moving on to the next episode here, they they introduce what I thought, watching the trailers and stuff to this series, uh, what I thought was going to be the overarching story of this series, which is uh, Emil Blonsky, uh, the, the abomination. He's going to get out of prison, she's going to represent him and say, oh, he's reformed and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, so this is, this is what I thought going into it was this is going to be the overarching series is her and her dynamic with him. Is he actually reformed? You know, all this kind of stuff that they could do with this kind of storyline. And then that storyline... Well, you know, he comes back a few other times throughout the series. That storyline is basically done in, like, one episode, maybe two episodes. I don't quite remember. But it's it's basically done very quickly. Again, very kind of sitcom-ish, this show, in that everything most more or less is resolved by the time the episode comes to a close. And so this thing that I thought was going to be kind of an interesting storyline to do as far as, oh, this supervillain of the past, a supervillain that has fought her cousin, and, you know, all this kind of interesting dynamic there uh, is is just kind of wasted potential a little bit here mm -hmm. because it's, it's just kind of goofy and it's just kind of throwaway one episode kind of thing. Yeah, and there's a lot you can do with a superhero and a lawyer, like there where she's... You know, she's got superpowers, and he does, and then... So she kind of understands him transforming, but then yeah. he fought her cousin. Yeah, so... But 
but they didn't do didn't do the stuff like a superhero. If you want to see superhero and uh, lawyer done well, that's Daredevil. Yes, and I like that combination. It was done really well in Daredevil, and here, yeah, they they kind of touched on those aspects. And you know she called Bruce and was kind of talking it over with him, and so it's like it was like they were starting to touch in on that, and then you know, but didn't didn't go deep at all. Yeah, which is it's it's unfortunate because it's like they, yeah that potential is there and it could have been cool, and it would have made it would have made Jennifer Walters a more interesting character. It could have made Blonsky a more interesting character, you know, but it didn't really. And then Blonsky, you know, I, I think the the Incredible Hulk is an underrated. Marvel movie. I think that was actually a, a cool Marvel movie, one of the very first ones there. You know, I think he's kind of a cool villain, and then bringing him back, I think, okay, you know, we could do something different or interesting with him, right? But they neuter him so much in this. Like, he's the, the B.A. soldier character, originally. And and the stuff that he initially talks about in this series, he's like, hey, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was going to be the next... Captain America out taking out this monster that's the Hulk going on a rampage. And that is, like, legit stuff, you know? Like, that could be really good, interesting story to tell with this character. But then they just make him this really kind of sissy, soft, uh, pacifist kind of character that, oh, now I have, you know, ten wives standing over there who never show up again. And... (laughs) Uh, and, you know, he, he runs the, the circle of the the therapy thing and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's just, it, it neuters his character so much to the to beyond recognition to what he originally was, you know? Yeah, because before he was intense and, and, like, you know, even before he became abom- abomination, he was very, like, intense and driven. And so, yeah, it was, it was very different, but it's like, okay, a lot of time did pass. He was in prison for a lot of time that could change people. But, but yeah, it's, it's weird what they changed him into. And And if, if it's like, I was, some of it, I was wondering, is this an act and he is still a bad guy or, you know, but it, but they didn't really go with that or anything either. And even at the very end of the series, when he did change and he kind of broke his parole or whatever and he changed into the abomination it really wasn't for anything that bad you know it was him having a speaking engagement at a bros club or whatever you know like oh yeah you know so it's like it really wasn't even anything uh bad that that he was doing when he did change or anything super heroic or super villain at all you know so just not holding to the rules of his parole right at the beginning of episode one, she turns to the camera and starts talking, and it's like, wait, is she breaking the fourth wall? <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm never really a fan of that in movies. And then she she kept doing that, and it's like, okay, I gotta gotta just get over. Okay, that's that's just what kind of show this is, you yeah. know. But then, uh, yeah, they even. They they ramped it up. Yeah. In the last they episode. Made, yeah, they made a joke about with Hulk where back when uh, he fought oh, Abomination, yeah. Hulk says, oh, yeah, I was a different guy back then. Yeah. And just making this joke about the actor changing. And, and that know. wasn't even She-Hulk. Before, it was only basically ever She-Hulk that broke the fourth wall. And then that was Hulk. That was a different character. Mm-hmm. It's no longer just like, oh, somehow that character is the one that breaks the fourth wall, like uh, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Now it's 
the whole show is, you know. Yeah, and then in the last episode, they just crank that up. Oh my goodness! It's you know, <laughs> bunch of crazy stuffs happening, and and the character basically stops the show, so it goes to a, the Disney Plus home screen. <laughs> And she busts out the home screen and... and <laughs> Into the, the real world, supposedly. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. And sneaks over to the production studio that was making her show to talk to him. <laughs> oh, man. This, <laughs> this is straight-up Deadpool stuff here. Yeah. This, this is... See, I'm okay with that when it comes to Deadpool. Because Deadpool is a character you just, you don't take seriously at all. He's stupid, he's so over the top and ridiculous, and you just, you don't take care of him. It, he's just straight up comedy, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why they, for the most part, kept him very separate from the main X-Men movies, because they didn't want to kind of infect the main X-Men movies with his dumb taking you out of this movie fourth wall breaking kind of stuff and so at the very most we got like cameos of the x-men in those deadpool movies this is taking that dumb over the top and really pulling you out of the story kind of fourth wall breaking humor and sticking it right in the middle of the mcu with the hulk and with all you know these mcu characters that will presumably like the she-hulk presumably will go into one of the movies in the future or something uh even though they made a joke that she wouldn't i'm assuming she will it seems like they're kind of doing that kind of stuff now with the disney plus stuff <sighs> yeah it 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 annoys me in this because it's like yeah again it can i i'm okay with it with deadpool because he's a character that I don't take seriously, he's goofy, he's dumb, and that's that. But when you're doing it with a character that I think they want you to take a little bit more seriously, I think that they, especially when they're when they're trying to push some of this message stuff that they're trying to take make you take seriously, you're not going to take that seriously if you're not take if you don't take anything seriously. You know, it's like ah. <laughs> and then they had the fact that they had to push it so far in the last episode. Okay, she talks to the to the camera, she makes some jokes, she she you know, some of that kind of stuff. Okay, okay, okay. But then, like, I've literally read a comic book with Deadpool where he goes out and he kills the writers of the comic book. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I've read what she did in a Deadpool comic. And it's like, that's... that's That is so... Pushing it so far that it's so over the top and, and dumb that it's like, how can you ever take this character seriously? Mm -hmm. If she shows up in a Avengers movie yeah. or Hulk's next movie, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's almost like it's almost like you gotta separate it in your mind and like, okay, that wasn't canon, <laughs> so I can you know, I don't know. Yeah, they made Kevin Feige an AI. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was just, uh, and and see that was actually I I thought that was weird because. They were, well, they were making budget jokes like, oh, wait, wait till you're off screen to transform. Okay, transform now. Yeah. You know, and then, they were, so they made, they made jokes about the budget of the show and then they, you know, and then, but, but uh, the AI was talking about, oh, I just formulated the, the, you know, perfect sequence that audience would love and stuff. And it, it almost felt like they were making fun of themselves. Yeah. Because you could say, 
oh, Marvel movies, they're they're kind of formulaic, you know, the hero does this, there's these beats, it ends this way. Yeah. And and you're right. Like, like a lot of the Marvel movies do follow a very similar pattern. It's like Marvel yeah. found out what works in a superhero, and they're not afraid to use that same pattern over and over. And they try to vary it up in different ways, but, but a lot of them are using these same patterns. And so they kind of just, like, point that out, you know, yeah. and, and in a way kind of mock themselves for doing that. Yeah. I wish I think, you know, it's, which is kind of, which is kind of clever and kind of funny. Yeah. But it's, it's weird in this. <laughs> it's, it is weird. It's weird having that in the MCU as like canon in the MCU, I guess. And the way the people there talked about Kevin, they were talking about him like, like, no one questions <laughs> yes. Kevin. No one, no one goes to Kevin. No one. Yeah. No. Like, like he was some sort of <laughs> super powerful, like yeah, like the deity or something. Yeah, um, and it was like, huh? Who, who? You know, was it was Kevin the one who told him to yeah. <laughs> make it that way? I... See, the the issue with things like that is that it makes it, it not only makes this series less uh, believable, or this series to you take this series less seriously is that when this kind of thing is connected to the wider mcu and if she especially if she does start crossing over into an avengers or into a movie or whatever then that that makes you take the entire mcu less seriously you know and which is not something marvel needs especially right now when uh you know i hear people complaining about some of these movies coming out you know thor love and thunder being too goofy or you know some of these movies where they're like oh you're not taking yourselves seriously enough and marvel needs to take themselves a little more seriously and then you come out with a show that takes itself so incredibly not seriously that it's mocking the mcu as a whole that Ultimately, that kind of thing would will drag down the MCU as a whole, and that's that's honestly kind of my biggest issue with the show. Beyond the fact that it's like the the just the, some of the weakest stuff MCU has ever put out, like like my biggest issues is kind of just the way that this this is gonna affect the MCU. Hopefully, I mean, it seems like I've heard a lot of bad stuff. The critics liked the show, but so you know. Maybe they won't learn anything from this, but uh, <laughs> but it seems like audiences are don't like this show as much. This, this definitely seems like the most hate I've seen for an M- this, any MCU thing, you know. And so it's like, okay, hopefully they see that and they can course correct. They can maybe steer away from some of the wokeness in here. They can steer away from some of the some of the the really goofy not taking itself seriously kind of stuff if they can find a middle ground where it still can be funny it still can be goofy uh but maybe it takes itself a little more seriously maybe it has an ongoing story or has a connection to the mcu or something a little more significant then there's the potential there again i I still think there's the potential there for this series even though after watching this season, it's just like, yeah, this isn't it. <laughs> so subscribe to Disney Plus and watch She-Hulk. Yes. High recommendations here. Uh- <laughs> Use our affiliate link. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Daredevil. Daredevil's back here. Finally. 
we have seen Daredevil in Spider-Man, and we've seen Kingpin in Hawkeye. So, uh, I think those are the only two instances so far. I think so. This is probably the biggest amount of any of those that we've seen again. Uh, I guess maybe rivaling Kingpin in Hawkeye, so somewhere around that amount of screen time probably. But we actually have Daredevil back here and... <laughs> Man, I, I like the Daredevil show so much. That's one of my favorite series of all time. And now watching this, it's like, dude... Now, the question is, with me is, is, is it just because he's in this show, or is this how they're doing Daredevil? Because he is so much goofier and much much more uh, jolly kind of Daredevil for being such an intense kind of character that is so kind of, he's, he's the dour, intense kind of, you know, character. And that worked so well in those, and that, you know, made the those relationships in that series interesting and dynamic in that way and this changes that for sure if this is how he's going to be acting in his own series that said if if this is only because he's in she-hulk then that's weird if he's going to be acting dour again once he gets into his own series and also is she-hulk and him the boyfriend and girlfriend now because that's stupid <laughs> Yeah, it was like I'm I'm excited to have him back but not excited with what we saw. Yeah. You know, cuz it is just like cuz I cuz I think Marvel officially said, "Okay, the yeah. the you know, Netflix Marvel series are, you know, in an alternate uh, you know, in a parallel dimension." Yeah. Yeah. So so it's not exactly the same guy. And right. so you could say, okay, well, he's different because he's, you know, it's a different version of him. He's got a different personality. Yeah. Or, yeah, hopefully it was just because he was in a comedic show and that's the way they were directing him and stuff. And he'll, it, when he's in something more seriously, he'll be more like he was in the Netflix. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was that was some of the best Marvel, you know, content yeah. out there is, is his show. I'd prefer for them to run him like, you know, and like in that show, like in the Marvel show, he wouldn't have just been hooking up and doing one night stands yeah. with, with women he just met that day. And, you know, that, that just wasn't who he was. And yeah. So it's like they got the character all wrong. And I guess if they just kind of go back to how he was before and kind of somewhat ignore the show I'd be happy you know yeah. and just be like okay that was that was just us having fun and being goofy hopefully that's what they do yeah cuz if this is the new daredevil like if he acts this way then it's like eh <laughs> I'm not I'm significantly less excited for his show and again okay alternate dimension stuff we don't know exactly what happened in the past but does this mean him and uh, Karen Page are no longer a thing because they were like together and they broke up in like season two and got back together in season three, I think. So the last we seen, they were together and like their relationship was a little more solid, right? I think. But now he's just, yeah, he's just hooking up with random girls. So it's like, okay, is that not a thing anymore? Or was that never a thing maybe, you know, because because it never happened. <laughs> Man, it's like, I, I do wish that they just said, okay, it's all canon, you know, it's all MCU, and, you know, stick it up. But on the other hand, it's like, yeah, no, I, I get it if they want to, you know, because Kevin Feige wasn't as involved in that kind of stuff, I don't think. It was somebody else. 
And so it's like, I understand it, since it was kind of a separate weird thing, that they're like, okay, we want to do our own versions of this stuff, and so maybe they want to use Iron Fist, and it's not that Iron Fist or whatever, so they don't want to bring it all in. But it is disappointing, because it's like, especially Daredevil, but even Punisher and Luke Cage and that stuff, it was good stuff that they could continue on in the MCU, you know? Yeah, and it wasn't like anything that contradicted anything they had done before, really. Yeah. So it would have fit in... Yeah. With everything in the past, but maybe not with what they're planning in the future. Yeah. So that seems like the biggest question is, what are they planning in the future with some of these characters and stuff? Because that that seems like that would be the biggest issue. And also, one of the things, because in the regular MCU, they do have more, you know, light characters. Yes. So to keep Daredevil the more broody character, I think would add spice, would add variety. Yes. You know, if they, if they lighten him up, then he's more like everyone else, you know, yeah. less variety, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really make the MCU stronger. Yeah. You know, it's just one more character. But if they can keep him more how he was, it does kind of uh yeah, yeah. I I think makes makes their universe stronger by having more, you know, more of a range. Which I think I honestly do think that is an issue with the MCU, especially the the further in we're getting, the the it seems like the more they're kind of going goofy. And I think to a certain extent, this is Thor Ragnarok's fault because that was a big success and that was super goofy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, you know, every Thor movie, he's always very goofy. Uh, and then more, you know, movies, they're, they're got that really goofy tone to them and stuff. And, uh, and it seems like they're leaning more into that. And they need, you know, and, I, and I'm fine with some of them leaning into that. You know, continue the Thor movies that way, okay? But we need the other side, too. We need Daredevil. Uh, Moon Knight leaned more towards the darker side, you know? Mm -hmm. So we need some of those kind of characters, too, and balance this thing out. Blade's mm -hmm. coming up. So I hope that they're willing to go into the more darker area with Blade because he's a character that should be in the little bit darker kind of area. Yeah. Okay, so we touched on it earlier, uh, but we didn't get into details here. The so when when She-Hulk becomes She-Hulk, they run into an alien spaceship. So very random and out of nowhere. So it's like, okay, what what in the world? But then they they don't address that for a little while, and then She-Hulk calls Hulk, and he like answers the phone, and he's on an alien spaceship flying away and he's like yeah i gotta go take care of some things and just flies away on the alien spaceship and so it's again it's like okay what in the world's going on is this setting up some bigger thing and i guess it is but it's it's not setting up what you're thinking because <laughs> <laughs> then at the end of the series hulk comes back and he's like hey guess what i have a son it's scar here he is the 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 his son that's in the that, that came from the, the Planet Hulk comic books and stuff, the, you know, when when that was going on. But here, like, I don't know when he had Scar. Did he have Scar during the Planet Hulk stuff in Thor Ragnarok? And then he just went and d got him? Did he know? Did he not know that he had a son? Did... What? What? <laughs> what is... What? <laughs> uh, yes, that... It just seemed like a messy way to throw him in like okay we want scar in here to, uh that's uh i was like okay we could just uh, do this and voila that explains why he's there i guess <laughs> so he must have 
because he was not Smart Hulk at the time. So yeah. it was it was Hulk was in charge of Bruce's body the whole time. Well, not Bruce Banner. Yeah, he was on the planet, you know, until Thor, until Thor showed up. So I guess he had a son. He didn't know about it because he was dumb Hulk. Or when he transformed back to. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner didn't know about it, and then the aliens didn't want him, so they came and got his dad or something. <laughs> I guess. Uh. What? <laughs> it just, yeah, like you said, it feels like such a messy way to bring him in. When, because I remember when I watched Thor Ragnarok, and I was like, they should introduce Scar here. You know, this is like this is his storyline. You know, where where he's originates from. You know, and and Hulk has a has a I don't. I remember if they get married in the comic books or not. But he he has a girl that he and has a family with, and you know they're like settled down there. And it's like, oh, that's a really cool, interesting kind of storyline for Hulk. And then they don't do that there. And it's like, okay, bummer. Uh, probably means we're never gonna get Scar. And then we do get Scar, but just in this like throwaway, random, offhand kind of. Oh, by the way, I have this kid that I just went to another planet and picked up. I guess like, what? <laughs> It's so dumb. It's almost like, we want Scar, but man, we already used that storyline. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, okay, if they wanted, they could have done that story. He's Smart Hulk now, so you can have him, okay, maybe now he's like, okay, I have a handle on this. Now I can settle down and have a kid, you know? And he marries some other super powerful person or something, you know? And so, like... They could have done that just in a different way and made it make more sense, him having a kid or something, you know? See, if they if they made more Hulk movies, then they could do that stuff. But they, they don't make more Hulk movies because uh, Hulk... Hulk is not completely owned by Marvel or something. It's also owned by Universal or part of the rights is owned by Universal. I don't know how it works. But the reason they don't make more Hulk movies is because they would have to have Universal involved or something and Universal doesn't want to do it or something, I guess. I don't know all the details, but apparently something like that's going on. So they can use them in the team-up movies, but apparently it was like hard to have the Incredible Hulk made or something. So, you know... That's that stinks, but if he could have his own movies, then we could get more fleshed out storylines with the Hulk like this. That that could better explain why he has a son or different stuff like that. So even if you couldn't give Hulk his own movie, you could see him like as a side character settling down in one movie. Yeah. And then just kind of living the family life in the next and kind of, you know, take that Take that story, tone it down, and spread it out throughout several other movies. And, yeah. And then end up with Scar. And, and you know, if you want to have Scar as the, you know, grown-up or teen or whatever he is right now, you can have him age faster or something because he's a Hulk, you know? You could, you could make up a story reason that we'll buy into enough that's fine, you know? So, like, yeah, you just don't need to do it in this convoluted way that just feels so thrown together you know and it makes me curious like what what are they gonna do with scar here what what was the point of introducing him here it's a tease for the future i guess because you only see him for two seconds or something but uh, i don't know i guess since this series has no consequences or no no nothing seems to happen here 
it's when I see Scar, it's like, okay, this is a character I wanted to see earlier, but now I see him, I'm just like, why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it seemed like after the Infinity Saga, Marvel didn't quite have as clear a direction they're going. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they do, and we just don't see it yet. But, I mean, there's the multiverse stuff. But they're talking about, you know, they might bring in the X-Men. Yep. And all this stuff. And it's almost like, well, are they just introducing characters for the sake of introducing characters? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you don't need to do that. If you've got a story to tell with a character, then then tell it. But yeah. it's almost not like, it's almost like you don't just need to have, just because you have the rights to all these characters, throw them in there, you know? Yeah. Sometimes less is more. And, and, it, and it is cool that Marvel has so many characters, but, you know, just kind of... Keep introducing them as they make sense instead of just be like, hey, we got it all, so... Let's introduce everything as fast as possible. And the MCU has ramped up, like, with the shows on top of the movies, because now we're getting, like, three MCU movies a year, uh, which is more than ever before. And then on top of that, we're getting these shows and stuff, too. The MCU is moving like crazy as far as introducing new characters and doing different stuff like that. In some ways, I was like, you know, maybe less is more in that sense. Because uh, I still, so you know, so far, the best stuff in the MCU has been in the Infinity Saga. They could make more of the greatest stuff in the MCU. That potential is still there. Everything after that is... It's all basically some the, the in the lower half of the MCU, you know, mm-hmm. with a couple exceptions, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and stuff that that breach that. But I do kind of wonder, okay, at the pace that they're going, and still, if we still just have the one, you know, I'm, I'm sure Kevin Feige has more people, but the one mastermind behind it all, do we need more, or do we masterminds, or do we need less shows, or what? You know, I don't know, I don't know. Do we need more Megan Thee Stallion or less? Less. <laughs> oh, okay. See, that's the, that's kind of the issue with them getting the X-Men. The, the, the Marvel Universe is so big, you know? There's so many characters that's based on comic books that have been going on for, you know, 100 years or whatever. It's just for so long that there's so many characters, so many storylines, so many everything, that in some ways, even though I think... The MCU will do the X-Men better than Fox did. In some ways, it was kind of nice to have, like, you know what? They're, they'll be over there. Fox is trying out weird different things. You know, the new mutants and stuff. It's like, th- would the MCU have done that? That was kind of a weird, different thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, in some ways, I think it was nice that, you know, they would have that and they could do different and unique things over there, even though they're not up to, you know, a lot of the MCU standard to in my opinion, you know, you could have the different studios and you could have the different people kind of working on the different stuff. You know, I I think there's a benefit there, but the drawback is then you can't have some of the really cool crossover stuff too. So, you know, the give and the take. Yeah, like old man Logan would not have worked as well set in the MCU. Yes, exactly. And that one was awesome. Like to me, that one was like good MCU level movie. That was really good. Yeah. So I think with uh, with these Disney Plus shows and stuff, I think Disney is, like, kind of taking chances with some of this stuff. She-Hulk being just straight-up sitcom-type material is completely... It's very different than anything we've seen in the MCU. WandaVision 
they were like, oh, sitcom kind of thing, and then they totally twisted that and changed that, and so it, it very much was not a sitcom by the time you get to the end of the series, uh, which is great and <laughs> way better. This, they are doing that. And so it's like, okay, I, I, I like that the MCU is taking some of these chances in this direction. Let's also see them take the chances in the, the other direction of having, you know, a hardcore Blade movie or something, you know, that we wouldn't have seen in the first couple phases of the MCU or something, you know. Mm -hmm. So they're they're stretching and trying to go different directions. Let's not just go the goofy direction because if you go too much in that, people will stop taking you seriously as a whole, which I think is starting to happen in the MCU. Like you said, we need the balance. Though I appreciate the effort of something new. So that's it for this episode of the Helix Reviews podcast. Uh, coming up real quick here, uh, we should have a review of Werewolf by Night. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so a special that Marvel just did. Uh, depending on how long the episodes is, uh, I may release that before this one, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right around right now, that episode should be coming out. Uh, me and Josiah recording an episode about that one. So that's it for this time. This is David. And Josiah. A Helix Reviews signing off. Bye, guys. Bye.